Okay, Better Bozo podcast review. What do we think, man? What 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 was alive with Steve Benedetto in that conversation? Oh, that we're scratching the surface. Ooh, shit, I I agree. That there's a lot there to pull apart. The man is dedicating his life to civil rights litigation. Yeah. And that's no joke. And I feel like there's more there. Yeah. It feels important to say, you know, I've known Steve. Well, you have too for a couple of years. And he's also a regular dude. You know, that feels important. He's dedicating his life to civil rights. And he also has to do other shit to pay the bills. That's what I love about him so much. There's absolutely not an ounce of pretension. Yeah, I agree. And it's so lovely. Honestly, (laughs) you're laughing because bozos aren't supposed to say the word lovely, but it's I love the word lovely, dude. (laughs) I I say lovely a lot. I, 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 you know, nine times out of 10, I feel good. And one time out of 10, I go, ooh, but I write it anyway as a practice. (laughs) It is. It's love. It's wholesome. It's lovely. It's grounding. It's humbling. Mm. It's sweet to know. Um, and I hope he doesn't take this the wrong le- way, but a regular guy actually is capable of dedicating his life and his career in a good way to the be- the better good, to yeah. be the better bozo. I-, I think he'd take it as a compliment because he, to me, feels like an example of what the hell's possible when a regular guy uh, actually starts making conscious choices about how to live and I- how to participate in the world. I like that. I like actually what I, I want to explore note to self being normal, mm-hmm. quote normal or a regular guy. Cause for we're raised to think that we need to be extraordinary. Um, and I want to push back on that. I want to push back on that as an activist and as a guy. And I want to, I want to figure out what sanity looks like in our world. And I think Steve uh, is a great example for what being grounded and sane and active at the same time as being normal <laughs> looks like. There's a lot of grounded, sane, <laughs> active, normal. I like that. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be repetitive, but no, no, it doesn't feel repetitive. Uh, I think I'm with you. Yeah. Is that w- we contain multitudes. Wasn't that Langston Hughes? We contain multitudes. Sure. Sure. That, that, being and this is interesting because I think there's there's directions to go to debunk some shit. You just said we're raised to be extraordinary. I think we just get told we're extraordinary as white dudes, and so that's the working assumption uh, that I'm fucking special. I'll give you another example. Then, okay. um, in in political movements, there's always, especially in Western culture, yeah. um, we're raised to follow. You know, it's Martin Luther King Day. And Malcolm X and... Um, well, there's no Malcolm X day, sadly. No, but there are Malcolm X... Because he's radical. Well, but there are Malcolm X streets up and down Oakland and Berkeley. Like, you'll, you'll reach... That's cool. But the point, is, the point is that there's always a hero or a heroine. Um, and as an organizer, and I think Marianne Williamson and, and other organizers of today would uh, agree... That it's not about being special and unique and the leader. We're always looking for the leader who's going to change, who's going to be the next one to unite Gandhi. them all, right? But when it, or Mandela or or whoever it is, uh, because it takes a hell of a lot of people for 
change to happen. It takes organizing and community systems change. It takes a lot of people. And and what, you know, as we sit down and listen to Steve discuss his daily interaction with the criminal justice system mm-hmm. and the police being a crime syndicate. I should let him name that himself and not, not because <laughs> that him. was off that the was record, off, off yeah. the record. Um, but, um, to be to day in day out and for him to say, this is how the only way this is actually going to work is with a more holistic approach together. Because it's not going to be X, Y, or Z. Definitely not what he was describing. He was working on, right? Is that that's some of my takeaways from from this conversation? Well, yeah, I love what came out. Which, speaking to your point and your comment from you know episodes ago, you are Brett Kavanaugh. That we have to include ourselves and not exclude others if we're going to get anywhere. And to be clear, that doesn't mean not have boundaries. No, we still have to have boundaries and we still have to have probably really hard conversations. And it's going to take a lot of discomfort and a lot of resolve and a lot of support. And it can't be done alone. We've got to be connected Mm. in order to, you know, affect any sort of change. And, and it speaks to, I think, if I'm hearing you right, knowing our right size and our right place. Uh, one of the myths that I think is so pervasive and destructive in the United States particularly is that we can be anything we want. Fuck that. We cannot be anything we want. <laughs> no, far from it. No, it's just such horseshit. You know, if you just try hard enough, Billy. It's an American myth. Yeah, you're going to rise to the top. They're going to be president. That is not They're going to be the best Amer- basketball it, player in America. It's a destructive American myth. The, the pull yourself up from your bootstraps, you can be anything you want moment. That is... Yeah, it's the pathology of the cult of the individual, not individualism as this glorified position in the world that, thank God, we get to be individuals. And I wouldn't want to be anything like those disgusting other people. So it, to me, the more actual, realistic, and, and I will say healthy and, and whole movement would be around, well, what's the right thing for me to do? What's the right thing for you to do? Where is my right place in the larger community? What is my role to play here? Yeah. That we can't all be president. We can't all be, you know, uh, um, an actor who's world famous. We can't all be, you know, the, the, the face of a movement. Like, yeah, we need a Gandhi. We need a Martin Luther King. We need, uh, uh, no, no, I'm not. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think we do, dude. Yeah. I'm going to push back on your pushback. Okay. Because there's a reason there are only a handful of those positions in the world. There's a reason that there's only one Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and I'm not saying we need to wait for him. I'm with you on that. We can't just wait for someone to show up and, and marshal people and mobilize us to, to, to make some massive change. No, I'm uncomfortable. I'm not conceding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's okay. You're uncomfortable. You don't have to concede either. Uh, I, I, I hear it. And, and there are enough people that believe it. I, as an organizer, think the cult of the individual, the cult of the hero to need a pantheon, is more of a distraction than to understand that people like Steve, ordinary people, you and me, don't need to be known as heroes. But it is heroic 
And it's not heroic for a second. Let you know. Let's take that off the table for a minute. Okay. He sat down in bed, uh, found out about Michael Brown, and that there were riots in Ferguson. Had been a corporate lawyer until then, and yeah. decided, oh, shit's fucked up. Mm-hmm. I have a role to play. I don't think he's in regards to organizing, knowing strategy, knowing what it takes to change policy slowly. One community at a time become, um, you know, uh, activate people Mm -hmm. towards change. That's a massive undertaking that is never one person's credit. And I, I just, I'm just pushing back for the sake of it. We don't have to dive too deep in down that rabbit hole today. I'm with you. I think if I may tell me where this lands, it feels like you're speaking to, we can only be responsible for ourselves and accountable for ourselves and the role that we play or do not play in helping anyone have a better life, have a deeper understanding or a deeper um, acceptance of others. And walking a dharma of justice and civil rights and equity, that is... The only way that happens, and back to what you were saying before I interrupted you, is we're not going to wait around for a Martin Luther King, but that is the valid point. That is what it comes down to, because we don't need a Martin Luther King to change Boulder. We need to wake the fuck up to yeah. our lives, to what's going on around us. And yeah. that's what kind of we're asking people to do around being better bozos. If we were all better bozos, we wouldn't need a Martin Luther King. I hear you. And if we were good organizers and podcast is part of it and thinking of ways for us for a, it's 2020 at this point And I feel like, you know, use, we can use spiritual terminology about the age of Aquarius and a mass awakening and, uh, or, or needing, um, social, Media to say hashtag me too. It it's a it's about damn time we all woke up to the fact that if that women and and queer folk are harassed day in day out, it is part of our reality. We don't need a Martin Luther King to do that. We just need to wake the fuck up. And strategy is what that's going to take. Hashtag is a tool for that. For example, I I I I, I believe more in tactics and strategies than than leaders, if that makes sense. Sure. And, and where I sit, I'm appreciating the differences and we're very different in some core ways. I think that's part of why this is a good match. You and me here as better bozos and deeper doofuses, because I don't think like an organizer, I'm not an organizer. And, and so on the one hand, yeah, kick ass Mika, the, what you offer has power and value. And, and over here, I, I want to take it down maybe multiple notches around, can we help someone be a little kinder to mm, their partner? I, yeah. You know, can we help someone be a, a little less volatile around their child? Right. You, like those changes also matter. Okay. I hear what you're saying. And, and when it comes to Steve, the appreciation that I have is because I feel like we can meet and talk on a certain level of awareness and having taken action. I, I am, I, I've, you know, shifting. There's, there's something, uh, comforting, not comforting. I, I feel comfortable meeting folks 
who are humbled enough to say, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm doing it because I know somebody <laughs> needs to do it right. as opposed to needing to argue around these things to begin with. Like this, this yeah. that's great. Yeah, it is great. And then we spoke to that a little bit in, in the episode around doing something and taking a risk, which I think we're doing here. And Steve clearly has done and is doing because it feels like the right thing to do and staying open to doing it better mm. um, as opposed to not taking any action at all, you know, waiting for it to be perfect before we do the thing. Yeah. And I appreciate what he was sharing about despair, but I'm not always convinced that this oh. Dharma is. Yeah. I, I so appreciate that too, because there are times when I'm like, God, yeah, I just want to drink a whole bottle of wine and watch a shitty movie. That's not really helping anyone. And, you know. You know, I walked in today. I, I, I shared. I walked in today pretty down. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to talk to a human. It's been nice. It's, it's human. There's a human conversation there. That's another thing I've, I appreciate about it, Steve. I always did. Yeah. Yeah. He's a real dude. Yeah. It's not pretentious. I felt not an ounce of pretension. And, yeah, but such humble dedication to getting better at what we're doing, collectively yeah. and personally. Yeah, agreed, man. I will say one last thing, and maybe we can wrap this better bozo bonus content, if that's what we're calling it. Um, there are so many ways to be smart. Uh, and I, I experienced Steve as being really deeply intelligent in broad and deep ways. And the reason I want to bring this up is because I, uh, my experience with men a lot of the times is that, and, and as a man myself, I am expected to be smart or speak as if I know what I'm talking about. Mm. And I feel so much intelligence in Steve in his humility and I want to offer that as permission to other men and us sitting here that humility is intelligent. There's courage and intelligence in humility. Admitting that I don't know something. Mm. I think it was, uh, do you ever hear this about Socrates? Uh, there were people around him saying he was the, the most intelligent man in the world. And, and I'm paraphrasing. So hang with me here. And Socrates was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hang on. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. So already questioning and humble, pretty cool. And so Socrates, then he does this field trip, multiple field trips to other great thinkers. And he goes to them and, and talks to them. And, you know, how, how intelligent do you feel? Do you feel like the smartest human in the world? Probably man, actually. Go ahead and say that. Very sexist and true. Men think we're better. So he, after talking to a bunch of these philosophers and, you know, intellectuals, he comes back to his community and says, well, I guess because I know, I think what I don't know. And if that's a measure of intelligence, then maybe I, I am the smartest man, but that's the only way I'll take that title is I know what I don't know. And these other bozos, again, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, don't know what they don't know and they won't admit they don't know shit. They just talk about the shit they know. <laughs> that was a long convoluted way of saying 
Humility is intelligent, and I want to give permission to all men, us included, to really actually embrace that. Check it out. See what happens. Well, thanks, Steve Benedetto. Right on. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. We're going to have him back. Totally. We're going to dig deeper. Uh, And in the meantime, this was the Better Bozo. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 